Hello and welcome to another journey through the stars as we weave this collective constellation today. My name is Kelly Rowland for those of you who are new to this podcast and it is a space dedicated to weaving co-creative conversations to shine a light on many different aspects of life to deepen in empowerment, individuality and the collective rising in this very powerful time in history that we are all a part of. And today's constellation is just me, and it's about how to listen to the inner voice. How do we cultivate and how do we build a relationship with that voice within? A phrase that I use often is following the breadcrumbs, and I feel that my whole life, in particular these past perhaps eight years, I've been on a journey of following the breadcrumbs more consciously. And for me, that means Not necessarily knowing what is 10 steps ahead or even five steps ahead, but what's one step ahead? What's the breadcrumb? What's the morsel that's going to feed me in this moment and bring me that soul medicine, bring me that next step of my journey? And a lot of this relates for me to the inner voice and trusting intuition. And I know that this is something that a lot of people can feel quite confused about. Um, Questions that my clients ask me a lot are, How do you know if it's intuition or your mind? How do you know if it's wounding and patterning or your heart? How do you know if if it's your heart or your spirit? (laughs) There can be so many um, confusions and um, ways that we kind of want to like segment and and box this voice. So I just want to show up with you here in this space and see what flows through because this is a Honestly, it's the GPS of my life. Um, Some of you may see if you follow me on YouTube or my personal Instagram channel when the stars align. I move around a lot. And um, if you know human design, I'm going to bring a little geeky human design into this. I do have a six line in my profile. And for anyone who has a six line in their profile, it breaks down to a three line. Meaning that these first 30 years of life are really about being in the boot camp of life. <laughs> being on the, in the amusement park of trial and error. And trying and exploring and finding and discovering and failing and learning. And uh, I do attribute a lot of resonance with that. I feel a lot of resonance with that in my personal journey. And um, I will say as well, and this, uh, yeah. Trust this. This is why it's coming through. Working with cosmic systems, these celestial systems, these science of the stars systems have been a huge mentor for me in tuning back into my inner voice, remembering my inner voice, and trusting myself to follow the breadcrumbs of my life. And I believe that's a huge why behind my sharing of these systems. It continues to change its its shape and form in which I share. Uh, But it's because I've seen from my own personal experience how it's allowed me to decondition so much of my childhood programming, societal programming, family programming, and really step into what do I believe? What is the unique template of my expression? What's my innate genius coming home to that? And it's a step along the path. I think that these systems, astrology, human design, the Mayan dream spell, they give us a pathway, but ultimately we are the one walking. We are in our driver's seat, and the force behind that driver is, you know, it's it's a constellation itself. It couldn't be labeled and boxed into any system, but these systems can be a really supportive tool for coming back to your soul's truth and washing away that 
which maybe you've picked up that doesn't align with your true inner voice. And the first piece that really jumped out to me when I, I knew I wanted to record on this topic, following the inner voice, what is it to follow the breadcrumbs, is step one. <laughs> I'll try to, as best as possible, break it down into steps. <laughs> I'm sure we'll go on a journey through the steps. Um, often, our inner voice and our intuition is cultivated when there is some kind of pressure. And part of me is really reluctant to say this because I'm, I'm very future-oriented and optimistic and I think, no, change doesn't have to be hard. Following your heart does not have to be hard, but I've seen time and time again that it's really not the case. I've had the most profound breakthroughs in my life and the most profound intuitive activations during or after a period of intense pressure and challenge. And I think there's really something to that. And one of my first cognitive memories of hearing my intuitive voice and hearing the voice of my guides when I was nine years old and in an incredibly pressurized, challenging home situation. Uh, I'm not going to go too deep into details, but I do want to be vulnerable with you here. Um, I grew up in a home where there was quite a lot of violence and a lot of addiction and I was always, I think we all are, right? I think as children, we're all very empathic. I was very aware of this empathy from a very young age. And the home situation was, it was really unstable. Um, a lot of emotional abuse, physical abuse, substance abuse. It was a great container for learning and building resilience. I'll, I'll definitely say that. And I remember this distinct moment, um, there had been a fight going on, a very physical, emotional, violent fight going on downstairs with my mother and sister. And I was trying to, me, little young child, peacemaker, Libra, and I was trying to get in the middle and like pull my sister off my mom and make it better. But then I kind of started drawing all the energy onto me and I was getting a lot of the violence. And I literally had to flee from the room because I was afraid I was going to get knocked out. So I wrangled myself out and ran up to my room. And luckily I had a lock on my door and I locked my door. And my sister got up there like two minutes later and was banging on the door and yelling. And I was just standing there with my back against the door and crying because I had held a lot of it in. I was playing a really strong face. Um... And I felt this peace wash over me in an instant. And I heard this voice come through. And it said, Kelly, we want you to know that your soul, your spirit, this substance of you is unbreakable. Nobody can break that. Nobody can hurt that. Yes, you might experience physical pain, emotional pain, mental pain, psychic pain, but nothing can touch your soul. Your soul is pure and your soul is unbreakable. Remember that. And I was just there in that moment with myself. I was like, what does that mean? I was like nine or ten years old. I was like, okay, that feels good because I, I had this imminent fear. I wasn't so afraid that I was going to get physically hurt. I, I was actually afraid for my soul on a deep level. It, like this innocence in me felt like it was cracking and I I felt really a danger for my life in so much more of a 
physical way, if that makes sense for those of you listening. I'm going quite deep here. I'm just following the flow, um, trusting what wants to come through. It was like a, a, an existential fear. And then that soothed me in that moment. And then, you know, the noise kind of died down when I stopped engaging. And I just laid in bed and I just felt that. And I drifted off into a sleep eventually. And that moment really stands out to me as I'm speaking about this because I feel that we can, we can really, I know for myself that being intuitive and being connected to our highest divine and living our potential often has a very expansive quality to it. It's like, wow, I want to be that and look at that and look at that. And that is such a vital part of it, right? To allow expansion into our being, to allow desire into our being is a part of us being able to rise to meet it. And the willingness to say, yes, I deserve that and I'm going to desire that. I think there's something so fruitful to that. Yet there's the fruitful darkness, calling upon a Trevor Hall song there. It fits though. This fruitful darkness where in pressurized containers, we can really um, be reminded of the grit and the guts of who we are. Now, I'm not recommending that you put yourself in dangerous situations. However, if you do feel disconnected from your inner voice, from your guides, from your soul truth, perhaps sit with yourself. You know, I, I recommend you can totally do this in your own space play some gentle music and sit with yourself, close down your eyes, or even hold a a photo of your little self, um, perhaps from a time in your life that was challenging. And I think we all have our own challenges. Yours may not be like mine, or it may be like mine. It may be different. It may be, you know, there's no comparing because it's the essence of how we're impacted. It's not what's happening to us. It's how we're being impacted. And reflect on a moment where you felt really squeezed by life. And then ask yourself, what got you through it? Because you're here right now listening to this. You did get through something. And that, in a way, is your first example that you have followed your inner voice. Because when you thought things were as bad as they could get, when you thought you were on your last leg, when you thought you had nothing more in you, somehow you move forward and you're here now. So I want to invite you to to pause and perhaps even pause this podcast right now and reflect with yourself some of the most challenging moments in your life, whether it was physical abuse or a breakup or moving home or the loss of a loved one or, um, you know, turning down your dream career because of the situations in your life and you couldn't. Like, what got you through that? This is the first step to really finding your inner voice because your inner voice is going to be entirely unique to you and what has most meaning to you in your life. What is it that has most meaning for you in life? Because this, I believe, is what drives us all forward. Why would we go forward if we didn't have some meaning? Even if we don't know what that meaning is, it's constantly driving us, right? And think of the moments where you really stood in your glory What kind of uh, feelings surrounded that? Who was a part of that? What were you doing? What archetype or expression were you in in that moment? Were you a leader? Were you a lover? Were you a supporter? What are the moments when you feel most connected to you, whether it's through the grit of overcoming a challenge or the glory of standing in your essence? I believe we've all have had moments like this, even if they've been fleeting, or maybe they've been for a whole chapter of your life. Uh, just take a moment and reflect on that because I feel that that's a really key way to start 
getting more in touch with our inner voice and following the breadcrumbs. Now from that, there's another piece, right? So we're building. We all have this inner innate voice that is indestructible. As my guides told me in that moment, you can never break this. Yes, sometimes it may be buried by physical pain, emotional pain, but it is unbreakable. This core of you, nothing can touch that. So it's about moving through the layers in whatever modality works for you, perhaps meditating, working with a trauma therapist, dancing, embodiment, diving deep into your astrology and learning your own unique soul codes and contracts, moving through these experiences to get to that pearl, that pearl, that gem of your being. Having a relationship and having a, a, like a guidance system of our inner voice requires showing up. And this is something that I started to practice. Once I had left the States and gone on my hero's journey, I was um, 18 when I got on the flight. I had, uh, was I 18? Yeah, I was 18, about to turn 19. Got on a one-way ticket flight to New Zealand and took off into the wild, quite literally. <laughs> Living on fruits foraged and barefoot and doing... 10-day meditations and living in the woods for months on end. Anywho, that was a real uh, initiation for me in showing up for my voice consistently. Sometimes that was through challenge because there were situations where there was a lot at stake, like my safety, and I really had to listen deep to my gut. So I do feel like these moments can support us into our voice. I don't think they're sustainable <laughs> because you don't want to be always putting yourself in fight or flight, uh, dangerous situations, of course. But I think that to some extent, it's really important to have those experiences growing up. Um, so you can reflect back on those times in your life that maybe you deemed as unimportant, that time that this almost happened, but actually look back and reflect on it. What was the part of you that got yourself through that? Um, what did it feel like to trust your instincts in that moment where you knew there was danger at hand? Start getting in touch with that animal within you. I feel that our intuition and our intuitive guidance, although it can sound very angelic, um, I think it's very animalistic as well. And it's our inner animal that has this innate ability to protect us. So when I was on this travel in New Zealand, I don't know if I'd call it travel. I don't, I don't really know what to call this journey, to be honest. It, it was like my birthing. <laughs> um, I started to really show up for myself and show up for this voice and build a relationship with her. And a huge way that I did this, this is step two, nature. I'm spending a lot of time in nature and I directly feel that spending so much time in nature gave me the most pure, clear mirror for reflecting back to me my soul truth. If we are continually being surrounded by people and by cities and by noises and by schools and dogmas and other people's ways of doing things, we're never gonna get a true reflection. Yes, we get reflections that can help us learn and grow. And we, you know, a lot of people have heard about, you know, the reflection and the mirroring theory that you're a mirror for me and I'm a mirror for you. And yes, 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 all of that. And there's a massive part of me that also believes that that's only true to a certain extent. <laughs> and I believe the most pure mirror we can get is eye to eye with ourself in deep ritual space or with nature or with silence, with the void, um, when there's not a story attached to it in someone's own personal karma. And I was spending so much time in nature and a big part of this step too is slowing down. Build a relationship, an active, committed 
monogamous relationship with nature, not a, hey, sometimes I'm here, baby, sometimes I'm gone. It's like, you you are me just as much as my hands are me and my, my hair is me and the food I put in my body is necessary for me. Because when we slow down and we observe nature, we start to peak our senses in this powerful way. And I was spending so much time in nature, I had to become very attuned. How long till the sun goes down? What noise did I just hear in the bush? Because I would have been tenting and sleeping in the bush. Oh, that sounded like a light footprint. That's a, a light step. That's probably a bird. That one's a little more heavy. Why don't we make a little bit of noise and start a fire? Um, many, many moments that required me to be attuned in order to care for myself. And then more moments that through attunement I experienced such bliss. Sitting by a river and gazing upon a rock and looking at all the different patterns and then that would suddenly as I'm lost in this you know meditative state looking at this stone I would have these words drift in for a poem and then I'd start writing it and I would <laughs> have this reflection wow this is actually a really healing song about my first love and the pain I had in that and some of the, the gifts I've received from that it was a it's nature such a tool for us to access this Akashic record of our own soul, of our own life, of our own pains and wounds. Nature by far has been my greatest mentor of my whole life <laughs> um, because she has the tools to help us tune in to our unique inner voice, our unique inner story, and to make, to make meaning of it in a way that is so fulfilling and healing and empowering moving forward. Um, so how can you apply this in your life? Well, well, when you're out in nature, willingly slow down. Notice what do you see going on around you and get really curious, get really inquisitive. And this is a tool that works really well for me. Um, if you notice birds flying in the sky, count how many there are. Or if you notice, um, a certain kind of flower on your path, look around and see if there are any others. Is there a trail leading somewhere? It's embracing that life is a game. Life is this miraculous, mysterious journey. And if we're willing to look at it that way, this whole new way of playing the game opens up before us. Right? Because we can subscribe to the rules of the game that our culture gives us, our society gives us, our parents give us, our personal history gives us of what our parents have done and our families have done. And a lot of us can predict what that looks like. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not trying to downplay that. Um, everyone has personal choice of how they want to live their life. And for those of us who want to get into some of the deeper levels of the game, we can see that the deeper we show up for it and the deeper we look, we start to encounter new rules, um, rules that shatter the rules, rules that invite us to question the rules and become co-creators of the structure uh, and really see it all in a different way. I'm gonna pause here because there's so much moving through. <laughs> I'm gonna open my blind actually so I can, it's dark, I'm recording this at 11.30 p.m. because I'm so charged up on energy for some reason during these past few days um, so it's taking the time to look deeper is a big part of connecting to your inner voice and I think even simple things like that like counting how many birds fly by noticing the patterns on the flowers 
noticing what kind of animals are around you in the park where you're sitting. How does nature respond to your level of presence? Because she will. And this is something you can really actively cultivate. And this is something I've actually used for a lot of my personal manifestation rituals. I actually, my previous partner, I manifested him. <laughs> I was doing a ritual by a waterfall in Bali and I saw this serpent and I was saying this invocation to the waterfall and this rainbow appeared and then he literally appeared like five minutes later. And I think this is the, the depth of the power of the inner voice and consciously working with the elements of nature. And there's been many experiences I've had like that in, in different avenues with business, with love, with health, um, with my own creative talents, with money. Um, nature is there to help us. And when we take the time to slow down our lives and become more aware of how she's communicating to us, we really step into this co-creative seat and that's what it's about. So my third thing here is I invite you to shift up your languaging, right? So we know that see pressurized situations and glorious situations as an opportunity for you to investigate what really has meaning for you and what allows you to pull through. Second, slow down, become more observant of nature, become more aware of different rules of how to play the game and three what is your languaging what is your dialogue I don't actually even know if languaging is a word I just love using that word so I'm going to keep using it for example a lot of a lot of the time and I've been on this too we can outsource our power by speaking something like I'm not connected to my intuition and this has been something that I've journeyed through time and time again with many of my clients well how do I discern I don't know if it's this or this it's like how about you shift to empowering languaging. I know my intuition when it's my intuition, right? Sometimes this methodology of faking it till you make it is the very best thing <laughs> because you're not faking it. Your soul, remember this impenetrable, unbreakable part of you knows the truth, knows that you're deeply connected, knows that it's all there for you, right? It's the conditioning that's made us think that we don't know and that we don't have it figured out, and that we can't do it. So it's really about feeling and giving yourself the permission to be like, yeah, you know what, I do know when it's my intuition, and starting to decondition that pattern of you that believes that you don't. It's my invitation for you. Uh, instead of saying, I'm not connected to my intuition, I've never heard my intuition, start affirming yourself, I love being connected to my intuition. My intuition connects to me, in such a powerful way and I'm so open to receiving it if you walk through your life with that kind of invitation with that big question mark on your chest like okay intuition what are you going to show me today you will be amazed at how life starts to present to you and then you again back to step two you start to become a co-creator in this game of life and this was uh this is still a very present thing for me in my reality because there's no end to the journey. <laughs> There's no end to our growth and our and our struggles and our pains and what we're moving through. And I often, you know, I'm a deeply emotional being. I have a predominant, most of my astrology chart is in water. I have an open emotional center in human design. Scorpio, Pisces, these are like the rulers of my chart. Um, there's a lot of deep emotional energy to me and uh, I can really, at times, lose myself to that. And the stories that are attached to that and the collective stories that are attached to that and my upbringing stories or my familial stories. And 
I can catch myself in periods of time where I don't feel connected to my intuition. I'm not connected to my guides. I'm not connected to my angels. I'm not feeling that, you know, that, um, that flow of communication. And what I have to do literally every single time now, I have to be the one to pull myself out of it. Sometimes life will intervene, maybe when I've had a little too many knocks and it's like, okay, Kelly, we got you on this one. But most of the time it's me choosing for myself, you know what, okay, I, I need to switch up the kind of invitation I'm putting out to the universe right now because right now I'm just putting out the invitation that's saying, I don't want to be a co-creator. I just want to stew in this. I don't want to be connected. Even though I may be pining with this plea, please come back to me. I want to be guided my energy body is densely holding this frequency of, I don't want to do it. I don't want to be a co-creator. I don't want to play the game. I want to stew in this. You know, I want to hold on to these things that are heavy. I want to blame that person. I want to get stuck in that pattern rather than I'm open to seeing something different. I'm open to letting go of this control and I'm open to being guided. I know that you're right here with me. And what supports me in that? My spiritual practices, my chanting practices, my dancing practices, my rituals, my prayer, my, you know, I have a plethora of different practices that I call upon at different parts of my cycle and different phases that I'm in. And as soon as I do that, as soon as I affirm to the universe, yes, I'm divinely guided by you, and I dance and I move the emotion, I move the energy. Even at times, to be honest, and I still do this, even though I'm very well versed in all of human design and all of my personal astrology, sitting with my chart and looking at it, reading things about my chart, often can be a way to pull me back into my essential vibration as well. And then I start seeing my angel numbers align and having these synchronistic connections with people and connecting with different kinds of people and having these opportunities come my way because I'm, I'm being an open door rather than a shut door. And I think there are times when it serves us to be a shut door. I'm not denying that. There are times when I've needed to be a shut door because I have had to take that descent. And maybe you can relate. In hindsight, there was a descent that you had to take. And part of you didn't really want to bring all of that, that light and that consciousness with you on a very cognitive level because you needed to feel the dark. And sometimes that doesn't serve us. And we have to know when to say, all right, I'm going to align myself here and I'm ready to receive some warmth, okay? I know that I can co-create this. So universe, I'm so grateful to be connected to my intuition. I'm so grateful to have an awareness of my guides and keep affirming yourself that. And when that voice creeps up and says, this isn't working, this is your mind, you're just conditioned, you're this, this, you're that, understand that is the conditioning. <laughs> that voice is actually, it's both a blessing and a bit of a pain in the butt. <laughs> because it's there to, in a sneaky kind of way, catalyze you into choosing better for yourself, right? It's that pressure. Sometimes the pressure is what we need to make the better choice. And <laughs> it's annoying and <laughs> it can really drag us down. And, um, you know, it challenges the fighter in us. It challenges the fighting spirit in us to stand up and say, yes, I stand for myself. I hear you voice. I know you've got good intentions and I'm the boss here. I know I'm aligned with life. I know I'm aligned with the universe. I'm going to take myself out in nature. I'm going to indulge in one of my spiritual practices. Not really indulge. Indulge sounds like a word that's excessive. Um, but why the hell not? Let's use it. Indulge. Bask in the richness of whatever practice really suits you. And affirm. You know, affirm to yourself, I am connected. There is no questioning it. I am a part of nature. <laughs> 
I am a part of the collective consciousness. Intuition is my birthright. Intuition is always flowing through me. I just have the choice to open up to it or not. And I think that's step four. It's how open are you? It is challenging for our intuition to come through and to follow the breadcrumbs when we are not open. And some signs that we can experience in our physical bodies that we're not open is a lot of contraction. Um, Physically, if you experience... Um, like constipation or achy joints or you can't sleep, Um, anything where there's a sense of control. The body's holding on and it's not willing to let go. This can be something that uh, can keep us from experiencing the depths of our intuition because intuition is a very fluid thing. It's not something we can control. It comes through us. It comes to us. Yes, we can control how open we are to it. And when we practicing being open in our lives when we are practicing forms of letting go releasing which I think is great to get in any kind of again any kind of healing modality that works for you that could be breath work I feel like that that's coming through really strong but that's been a very powerful tool for me to let go um, of emotion of hurts of regrets of pains of trauma of body holding breath work is really powerful Um, playing with fasting if you feel it resonates with your body, Um, meditating, dancing, play, like having mindless play also is a really powerful way to do this. Practicing having an open mind or let's say if you're single, date people you wouldn't normally date or read books you wouldn't normally read about, study things that are totally out of topic for you but you're kind of drawn to, explore edges when we're exploring edges and expanding our horizons and growing our capacity to view the world in different ways and view ourselves in different ways, we're opening so many more channels for our intuition to come through to us. Because there's no one channel, there's no one right way of being intuitive. <laughs> it doesn't have to look like you're a yogi who's sitting and meditating. Your, your intuition may come through to you when you're out on the basketball court shooting hoops or when you're deep in tantric sexual states with your partner or your, or your lovers, whatever you're, you know, um, it, it can really come through in so many ways. So opening up your heart, opening up your mind, letting go in your body, like even noticing right now, this is a great practice. If you find yourself struggling with intuition, how's your body? <laughs> Where in your body is tense right now? There's a practice I I do often with myself because it's amazing for me to see how much more my body can soften, even when I think I'm at my softest. softest. Um, Just exhaling and noticing what parts of your body have tension. Like I notice my shoulders, that's a big one for me. Um, They were kind of like up (laughs) and I exhaled and I brought them down. And I feel like now my body's relaxed, but as I breathe out again, I noticed that I had some tension in my hips and belly, and that just softened. Yeah, and like the back of my my bum and my my thighs as well, and my knees. Like there's so many deeper levels of softening and letting go that we can access when we bring attention there. And when we're in this open state, 
soft, relaxed, even if we're just breathing, you may find that this thing comes through. <laughs> you start singing this song, and that's when you take it like a game. Oh, I'm going to play that song now. That one just drifted in my head. I'm going to play it now. I'm going to play it, and I'm going to dance to it. And then maybe as you start dancing, you have this person pop into your mind, and you're like, oh, that's really interesting. What does that person symbolize for me? Oh, okay, these words, that's what that kind of person, you know, brings up for me, those kind of adjectives or those qualities, and then you move with that, and then <laughs> you notice that, you know, you, you, you move your arm when you're dancing, and you knock off your frankincense oil, and you're like, oh, frankincense, what's, you know, what's, what is frankincense, and you could even look up the benefits of frankincense, it's, it's being willing to be a player of the game of life, <laughs> and awaken the child, children are naturally open, Children naturally actually have the, the gut and the grit to um, move through tough situations and, and find the beauty in it often. Um, mm. <laughs> mm. I really hope that that was helpful. I hope that that was catalytic in some way. And yeah, it's... It's such a magical way to live. And I believe that if, for me at least personally, that's, that's a huge principle of my life is magic. Um, because, you know, we get this, we can look at it in this way, we get this one life, right? Maybe we get more, who knows? All we know is this is where we are right now. This is where I am right now. And I'm going to create the rules of my game. I'm going to create the principles of how I want this game to shape. And as I continue to do that in my life, I'm amazed to see how life meets me. Sometimes, though, I do need to be squeezed. When I made the decision, I want to be fully self-sufficient and self-employed and making money off of my passions and my art and my gifts in a way that empowers others. I had to get super squeezed. I got squeezed hardcore for three years. Um, and I've only actually really emerged from that squeeze maybe around last June 2019. But each of those squeezes was connecting me deeper to my intuition, to my grit, to my guts, to myself. And when we can claim the kind of principles we want to live our life by and then just keep showing up, <laughs> principle two, <laughs> step two, um, it's amazing, you know, how life will really respond. And like that mirror analogy of nature, life is the same. And I think it's just about trusting Sometimes there'll be a bit of a lag. Sometimes you will have to move through some emotions. Sometimes you will have to move through some density, some pains. But that doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. Trust. Care for yourself. Find the practices that ground you. Find the practices that connect you to what really has meaning for you. And life will lead the way. And you will know that you are part of life leading the way because you're open and showing up. So that's all I have today feeling like a natural kind of completion coming the constellation is closing up for the evening and thanks for being here thanks for tuning into this space i can already feel even though no one's heard this i can feel your energies here and i'm holding that space for whoever ends up listening to this sending so much love from my heart to yours and through these times where we are all being pressurized in order to really come face to face with our own grit and glory and also what's available 
right now on the planet and the part we all have to play in that and i believe that this now more so than ever is the time for us to really embrace living by our intuition and embrace living by our gifts because they have so much to give they have so much fruit to bear so my name is kelly roland this is collective constellations stay tuned for more journeys weaving these webs of empowerment and co-creation and I hope you all have a beautiful, beautiful day.